Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. I do my interviews walking and talking around LA. This one is with Fletcher of Slumberjack. Slumberjack is a duo with Morgan. Slumberjack came onto the scene four years ago through songs with Alice in Wonderland, Quix, Josh Pan, and they've performed at Nocturnal, Holy Ship, hard so many festivals and have toured with alice in wonderland so really really sweet guys also i've met them and hung out with them a few times really genuine nice guys this is a really fun interview hope you guys enjoy it hi today i'm here with fletcher from hi. slumberjack how you doing so you were born in australia before you moved to vietnam where yeah. in australia uh, so I was born on the west coast of Australia. It's a city called Perth, yeah. and I moved there. I moved to Vietnam when I was six weeks old because my parents were living there for about ten years already. They came back to Australia to give birth to me in a good hospital, and then I went straight back there and lived there for another five years. Oh wow! Yeah, was it, it was for your like parents' business, right? That you moved. Correct. To? Yeah. So my parents were actually one of the first, well, some of the first people to go in once they lifted the the embargo for because it's a very communist country so mm -hmm. there was huge embargoes after the war and so my parents uh, moved there once they sort of lightened those and uh, they were doing homewares like kind of like Ikea stuff but more on the cushions and table runners and couches and that kind of thing. What was your childhood kind of like in Vietnam? I remember bits and pieces. I definitely remember uh, the food which I only really just got back into eating a lot of Vietnamese food. I kind of didn't eat it for a long time, but uh, it was definitely uh, very different back then to how it is now. It was predominantly motorbikes. Um, I used to speak Vietnamese actually, so I'd oh, go. Wow. Yeah, so I'd I'd like walk up to you know an uncle on the street who was um, fixing his motorbike and start talking to him in Vietnamese, and then um, he'd turn around and see this like tiny little boy with the most <laughs> blonde, the most blonde white hair you've ever seen. So totally get freaked out. Um, everyone used to love my hair because there was hardly any foreigners in Vietnam at that time and I was like the only blonde person so everyone would come up and like grab my hair and touch it all the time. <laughs> Damn, so you were like, did you, were your friends like local or? Uh, I had a lot of friends who were uh, expats as well because uh, I went to an international school, mm -hmm. an English school. Uh, so all my friends that I made when I was um, a kid were from like Switzerland or France or uh, and their parents were also doing similar things to what my parents were doing. What, what kind of stuff did you do, like, whenever, like, outside of school for fun? Oh, I just remember loads and loads of toys, because uh, they, they just have, all the stores on the streets have just lined with, like, Transformer toys, yeah. Batman toys. I did a lot of dressing up in, like, superhero outfits. Oh, my and, God. Like, <laughs> running around with friends and watching Power Rangers and stuff. Do you feel like you were kind of in a bubble from the local. I know from me and like growing up in Hong Kong, I feel like there was like the expat community <clears throat> and there was local community. It was like two different bubbles. Do you feel the same way or did you feel like you bridged that gap? Uh, I think, I mean, I was, I was so young, so it was kind of hard for me to understand mm. those kind of concepts, but I went to an international school. Uh, so I spent, I did spend a lot of time with expats as well, but I do remember, you know, we were living right in the middle of, of Hanoi uh, and yeah. also for some time Ho Chi Minh as well so I was right there amongst everything. I did spend a lot of time I mean I spoke Vietnamese so obviously I was I must have been <laughs> talking to a lot of Vietnamese people. How do you describe yourself back then? I was pretty confident I guess I still am <laughs> like a very sociable 
person. Um, but mostly just doing dumb kid things. <laughs> Were your parents like into creative stuff as well? Yeah, definitely. Mum did all the designs for the, oh, wow. the, the stuff they were producing. Mum um, was a drama teacher. She uh, was also an English teacher when she was younger. Uh, Dad is more the sciencey side of me, mm -hmm. so he was a civil engineer. And um, I'm, oh, sorry, I'm a very science-based guy. I studied engineering in uni yeah. as well. Um, so I kind of like have both worlds, which is kind of cool. I really like that. Where do you think you got your, like, musical side from? Oh, I really don't know. I know, I remember when I was young, my grandfather was, used to teach me the piano when we came back to Australia to visit. And then eventually when we, when we came back to live in Australia, we lived for a while with, with my grandparents while we got settled in Australia. And my papa taught me how to play the piano. There's heaps of photos of us sitting on there together. Oh, wow. So maybe that, I think they gave me their piano and that was in my room for quite a long time uh, as I was growing up. So I kind of like tinkled on that quite a lot. Um, yeah, I guess that's probably where it came from. It's hard to tell. Yeah. My parents have always been into electronic music as yeah, well. Yeah, they're like house music, right? Yeah, so I always thought it was super uncool that my parents would put on this, like they put on like Buddha Bar, music. Ministry of Sound, like Mint, the, all these compilation house music CDs. Um, in the house and I thought it was super lame they were listening to music without lyrics um, and then eventually I realized how cool it was so they gave me a pretty good appreciation of like electronic music at a young age I guess. Do you think that's kind of shaped the music you may make now then? Possibly I mean I don't do we don't do house music yeah. but I guess the whole electronic side of things and doing stuff that's different to what everyone else is doing probably plays into it. When you were in school what were your like favorite subjects? chemistry, maths, science. Uh, I like, I, I do really like logical stuff. I love numbers. I love science and chemistry. I, yeah, as I said, I studied chemical engineering. So uh, it's so weird that there's like the whole music side of things. But I guess at the same time, like music's a really, it can be a really mathematical thing. Like the patterns that are in, that you find in music and, and the way that the sound interacts and the actual the actual physics behind the movement of sound is actually very mathematical, so that, perhaps that plays into it as well. You started making music at kind of a young age, right? Like, was it 14, around that age? Yeah, I've always been Who really interested. you, like, the initial, like, production and stuff? Myself. I've always been a fan of teaching yourself things when it comes to artistic stuff. Like, I, 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 I've always just felt that with artistic talents, well, with artistic um, activities, it's, I've found that for me it works better to try and just teach myself rather than go and learn a school because, or go and you know, learn from someone because if you, if you teach yourself, you get your own unique style and you might do things completely differently to how you're supposed to, mm -hmm. but that might end up creating really interesting results. So I just kind of got the program and started playing around. It took a long time to work out what I was doing, but I think I, it helped me develop a bit of a different style of technique of making music. Did you start putting out music then, like under a different name? Not when I was very, not when I was that young, but I think once I turned 18, once I could actually go out into clubs and start playing music, I, I had like a separate DJ project. So did Morgan as well. Mm -hmm. um, it was more just a learning curve, like you know, something to, to work towards and practice with, but it was never anything serious until we started Slumberjack. When you were 
studying, like, studying chemical Was that something that you really wanted to do, or did your parents push you a bit too? No, I really wanted to do that. Um, I have this weird, like, dichotomy between wanting to be, like, a really logical, math-based person yeah, and, then, and like the other side. Yeah, seems like both of you are. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, the other part of me is, like, wanting to do really strange and, and irrational music things. So, I guess... Um, it, I guess it creates an interesting balance that I hope I hope comes through in the music. Yeah. But yeah, it's something that I really definitely wanted to do, and and to, if I wasn't doing music, I'd absolutely go straight back to doing it because I really loved it. So when you started Slumberjack, how old were you? When you or when you first like met at the DJ competition? Uh, I was 19 uh, when me and Morgan met. Uh, yeah, I just turned 19. Now I'm 24. So we didn't start Slumberjack till a little bit after that. Yeah, because you was meant to, it was gonna be like just like a collab project, right? Like with your yeah, team. we're just gonna write a couple of songs and then uh, and then after that we were gonna just move on and keep doing our own thing. But it ended up doing way better than anything we'd done ourselves, so it made sense what, to keep was going. Was there like a pivoting moment when you're like, wow, we're so good as a duo? Uh, I think it's all these kind of things happen sort of over time mm-hmm. and often from like the outside so I see with other artists it really seems like there was a moment where it just kind of happened but from the inside perspective I think these kind of things like really slowly happen and and it just kind of it basically boiled down to the fact that Summerjack was doing way better than what I was doing Summerjack was making way more money than what (laughs) than what we're making solo and I was having much more fun doing Summerjack so it was like you know the the big step for me was I stopped I I went to part-time uni and then after that I, I completely stopped going to uni I had one year left of my degree, uh, and that's kind of like when I was like, okay, Slumberjack's a real thing now. This is my, my life, my career, um, was when I stopped uni. Was there, what would your parents think of that? They were fine with it. Oh, They've wow. known that I've always, like, they know that I am able to hold my own, and they know that whatever decision I make uh, is something that they can get behind because, like, I did pretty well in school, I studied hard, I did well in university, so they know that no matter what I do, I'm going to be okay. Right, yeah. yeah. Were you ever scared of being a duo if, like, something happens and you, like, lose the whole project? No, not really. Uh, oh, now you're making me nervous. No, <laughs> no I'm just No, no, I'm just joking. Um, not at all, no. I mean, we have it. It's a company, so, you know, when things happen, uh, it gets sorted out through the company and it'll be fine. I'm sure... Uh, it's just the risk you have to take, I guess, because the benefit of being a duo is just so much more. So it's a risk-reward type yeah, thing. And yeah, and you also, like, so you were teaching Morgan, like, music theory, and he was, like, teaching you something else, right? You both, like... Oh, so he taught me music theory. Oh, he taught you. In terms of, he taught me, like, because he was classically trained, I knew yeah. nothing about how chords and scales and harmonics and all that yeah. kind of stuff worked. So he taught me basically everything I know about that. I just knew, you know, from... I just knew melodies and 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 you know, playing notes one after the other, nothing about harmony and chords and so he taught me all that. I taught him the the producing music side of things. So how to actually use a computer and tweak the the right parameters to get the sound that you can imagine in your head actually right, yeah. out of the speakers. Because he he'd never used uh, any music production software before we met. How do you think the music you make now with him compared to like the initial music you first made like earlier on? Well the name's well, Jack. Oh, like when you were like just starting out. Right. Well, I think it's a lot more uh, rhythm-based now, and we have a lot more 
harmonic content in the songs. The stuff I was making before was very, we call it like atonal, so mm. uh, it's like all on just on the root note, so the drop, the chorus I guess, is all just based on the the sounds, the, the, the sound design, rather than actually on the melody and the and the harmonics and chords you use. Whereas now I think we focus a lot more on that side of things because Morgan brings so much uh, yeah, history and, and knowledge of that kind of tonal content yeah. to the project. So you had, what was it, like an internship for Shell that you turned down? Yeah, so as a part, to, in order to finish my degree, I had to, you have to do uh, 12 weeks of work at an engineering company. Mm -hmm. So I applied and I got accepted to do that three-month program at Shell. Uh, and often, you know, a lot of the people that finish those courses, you get a really strong leg up to actually get a job afterwards because yeah. you've already been working at the company. Uh, and I had to actually turn that down because I knew I couldn't do three months full-time work and keep Slumberjack going. Uh, so yeah, I decided to not do that yeah. and fully focus on the music, uh, which at the time was like didn't seem like it seemed, it seemed like the obvious choice to me so at the time it seemed like um i was like oh of course i have to do this but thinking back now that's actually a pretty pretty big decision to have to make for you know that was like two three years ago uh, i was quite young and you know it's a lot on the table a lot on the plate to be like throwing away i guess yeah with the dj competition thing did you just teach yourself how to dj before or were you like teaching for a while before that i was djing for a while just because I loved it so much, just basically in my room, DJing to myself. Um, that was, the competition was, I just freshly turned 18 when I entered the competition, so it was like the first time I've ever even played in a venue uh, when I was, when I did the competition. How do you think like your DJ skills have changed like since then? I think I'm just a lot more confident on stage now. I think the actual DJing itself has, you know, I, I would say obviously I'm better now because we've, we've been DJing a lot more, but at, at its core DJing, once you're, you know, I, I personally think that DJing is DJing, it's, it's song selection, it's mixing between songs and you can get to a certain level with that, but where the real skill comes is confidence on stage, ability to read the crowd and interact with an audience. So the DJing itself is probably about the same as it was back then because, you know, I've always, I've been DJing forever, but I think the actual stage presence and being able to interact with the crowd and read off the crowd and work back and forth has mm. definitely improved a lot, you know, the more the more and more we get in front of a crowd. When you were first starting out at such a young age, were you ever scared of like labels or like people out to scam you? We were lucky when we started we had someone sort of who had a foot in the industry mm. help us out and tell us, you know, show us the ways of the industry. I had no idea about agents and labels and managers and lawyers and all this stuff. I just thought people DJ'd and, and somehow, I didn't even really think about it as a kid. And so we had someone who sort of showed us into that world and showed us how it worked and told us what to look out for. And that kind of really helps. But I, I guess you always, even now, you have to be on the lookout for people who are just trying to make money off you, I guess, Yeah. Uh, rather than actually being passionate about the project. And that's why I mean, Morgan always go with the, the mantra of we always work with the person, not the company. So even if someone works for an amazing company which represents amazing artists, if we don't vibe on that particular person, so we're, yeah. not gonna, we're not going to work with them. What would you tell your younger self when you first started out in music? Ooh. Don't sign anything long term. Yeah. Yeah, I think you, 
the younger you are, the, the, the less you understand about lengths of time. Mm -hmm. uh, so, I mean, I'm not that much older than when we started now. <laughs> I'm not like talking from some point of high wisdom, but I think, you know, y years seems like a lot less before you do it than compared to after you do it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Last question, what do you want to be remembered for? It depends who by, I guess. I don't really have a need to be remembered by the world mm. as some famous person in history. I think I'd, I'd want to be remembered by my friends and family as someone who's caring and who provided good times and was able to help, help others as well. Yeah, I really yeah. like that. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> oh, of course.